0: Where we interview people who make a powerful impact on the culture, music, and the community as a whole. Um, I'm at SP. Today we have Nev with us, and just remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on social media. But when we get down to business tonight, we have Um, Ila Zay. um She's so special. I, I I always tell her that there is so much she is just special I just have so much faith in who she is as a artist and a human being that I just I root for you even when you don't know I'm rooting for you
1: <laughs> I appreciate that yeah you've been rocking with me for a minute <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we just got to start off um with where are you from, and how does how does that affect you as a visual artist and as a musical artist? Well, it's funny.
1: I was born in Hampton, Virginia, and I moved. I'm, I moved up to Maryland. I'm from well, technically Aberdeen, Maryland. I've been here since I was like eight years old, so been in Maryland a long time. Um, I'm about. minutes north of Baltimore I have access to like every major city on the east coast from D.C. to New York City so you know just hearing the different sounds out here have definitely like impacted like especially like the urban scene and you know hip hop and hearing how hip hop sounds in each region kind of all influenced me and inspired me to just take it back further just to see like the foundation of how it all started not even just hip-hop but soul music r&b uh-huh.
0: pop,
1: all of that so jazz reggae whatever
0: so what have what has been the differences in the regions that you've been able to glean from being so prominent in the space that you have access to so much culture um
1: Everybody's, like, style and swagger is a little different. Like, in New York City, it's just like, you know, like, with the raw, hard-hitting boom-bap. Um, Jersey, kind of the same thing, but they still got their own twist on it. I can't really explain it or words now that I'm saying it. Um Like, even in D.C., like, they got Go-Go out there, and mm-hmm. you hear how that influences, like, the style of the drums and the way they rap, the cadences and all of that. It's all it all varies. So, um, Baltimore, they all um, it's all, like all in the slang, the accent, the tone. They all like they're similar because you know hip, you know the Bronx, you know that's the mecca hip hop or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like as it went out, everybody put their own spin on it. You know, just like even um, West Coast or the South, Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear like little nuances yeah through each one like even though we're all east coast like you mm-hmm. go down the line and saw something a little different not to mention a lot of the artists were collaborating with each other fairly mm-hmm. collaborating with people in new york city dc baltimore all of them are like you know melting in together so you was getting a little bit of everything from everywhere
0: so as as a as- as a musical artist, um, do you lean more towards a specific area or have you been able
1: to combine the, the different styles and make them your own? I think initially I kind of clung to the strictly East Coast, like that 90s sound, the boom, bap, hard hit, and stuff. It wasn't until I started collaborating with more people. And linking up with different producers, mm-hmm. I really started to expand my sound a little bit because it opened my mind to so much. Like, um, especially lately, I've been working with uh, Yu from Diamond District. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, um, I feel like with him, like he kind of he's been pivotal in how I've been rhyming now. Just just listening to him, and then also like the beats I've been getting from him. It's like, they forced me to rhyme different. It's just like, you can't rap the same way. Like, it's not the same, like, four measures at mm-hmm. a time. Like, it's like, you got to switch it up. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to finesse this? Because, you know, you're used to this regular, you know, eight count. And now it's just like, it's a whole new thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, each beat is different. Like, you're not going to get the same result each time. And if you do, then you're not doing something right because he... Definitely challenges me to, you know, expand and broaden my horizons in that way, whether he knows it or not, but it's just like, wow, I've never rapped on or even thought about rapping on a beat like that, but I'm going to give it a shot. And then, you know, it's been transcended from there. And then um, a friend of mine, also Yanni K who raps, she's so smooth and she's got this great flow and cadence. And her rhymes are, like, simplistic but very powerful and effective. And I've always been the type to overthink what I want to say and how I want to say it. I'm just like, she says it so effortlessly, and I'm like, damn. Like, you know, it don't always take a whole lot, like, less is more sometimes. So I've been learning that, too.
0: Yeah, I was, I, I had um your, your song 3AM. 3, 3 Me, personally, I love the fact that you're uh, complex in, in some of the things you say, because I'm one of those old heads that like to go back and decipher what you're meaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: appreciate
0: that. Yeah, that's
1: always a fun thing to do too. Yeah, so, but when I
0: hear something like dwelling in the middle of the night with the opposite of high, I'm like, what? <laughs> so low on positive negatives, uh negatives never die, a diminishing soul, but like sentimentals ride. I was like, oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. And, but the beat, the beat was um different was different from your style, and I thought it blended well together. So was that a new producer you were working with, with the remixes? Um,
1: The remixes I just dropped today?
0: Yeah, the 3AM? Oh yeah, so the, well, the
1: initial one, it's funny, the the guy who produced the arrival, PC Beats, is the same one that produced 3AM, the Mm -hmm. original one. He's a very versatile producer. So it's just like, he can do like the, the style. His main thing is usually like the style that I rapped over. Well, that's a lot of his clientele is. But, you know, if you dig deep in his archives, you know, he's he's got a lot of versatility. He can do house. He can do R&B. He can do it all, really. So it was one of the few beats I had picked out from him at one point. I had been, Actually, I had been sitting on that beat for a couple of years. It was initially supposed to be a collaboration. But
0: uh-huh.
1: once I did my verse, it was like how am I supposed to follow up on that? Like, like nah, you 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 finished that. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> was
0: like, right. Okay. Yeah, it it's so well done. And I, I wouldn't have I, I couldn't even begin to think who could follow up on that. Um we we have, we both we know that you're both a visual artist and a musical artist. But which yeah. one do you like more, writing or performing songs? Is or painting more? Is there a gratification or satisfaction that you get for both in different ways?
1: I would say so. Um, it's funny because people ask me about that all the time, and I tell them like pretty much. Like visual art is the foundation for me. It's something that I've always done and something I always will do. I love it. I love the final product. you know every every painting is a journey. I think with um but I don't have to say a whole lot. you know like I write I can write statements for a piece or whatever, but usually I don't have to do a whole lot of talking. The pieces do the talking for me. And I was uh-huh. never much of a talker. I don't. I mean, even now, I I don't be saying a whole lot. I just be chilling. But music has forced me to step out of that comfort zone a bit. I mean, just even now, like I wasn't really telling a whole lot of people I rapped, and I wasn't doing it very frequently. But like 2019, that's when I started taking it more seriously. So it's a healing it's a healing thing for me also because you know when you don't speak the things that you need to let out remain you know they Mm -hmm. lie dormant until you have some sort of trigger or just something happens that affects you in a way that you can't articulate because you're not used to doing so so it would take a lot of time to reflect on what i might be feeling or what might Mm -hmm. be going on just certain things that i didn't realize i was doing And um, I would write it down. Yeah. Uh, Start forming them into songs and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like once I realize I I like the final product, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I like this. And we'll we'll go with that. So it's, I think this is more like, this is like the maturation, like the music, Mm because it's forcing me to talk and speak up for myself, even if it's just talking to me. But it's just like there's a it's being released. So it's just like I can let it go. Cause I can hide behind my paintings, but like when it's your voice, it's like there's a vulnerability with that that I have not shared before. So there's gratification definitely in different ways. Um, for the I I think for my art is for the people. To a degree, like it's for me, but it's like for the
0: people. But with the music is mm-hmm. for me, so yeah. When when I listen to your music, I've all I've always felt um, a connection um, with your words because um, when you're not able to express yourself, and you hear such heartfelt lyrics that come from you. And they're not just heartfelt, they're powerful. And they uh, they are demanding to be heard. And that is very hard to capture in a song. Uh, but yeah. you managed to do it. <laughs> and do it well.
1: Thank you. I do what I can when I can. I tell everybody that, you know.
0: hip hop is one of the things that helped you find your voice. Your, your, um, visual art is very expressive. Um, but you say hip, hip hop is one of the catalysts that help you find your voice. How, um, how completely, um, raw or, um, of your how much of yourself do you actually put into the music um <laughs> it's funny i'm I'm not
1: really sure because I was talking to a friend of mine a dear friend of mine we've been rapping together for like 10 years mm-hmm. 10 years and um he was talking about that and he was just like you know I feel like we get you, like, Elize, like we know who that is, but like, give us Erica or whatever, and I'm like, I mean, it's not something I've ever really thought about, because I'm like, I'm saying exactly what I want to say, but I guess there's still some sort of a reservation or, res- you know, resistant with it to some degree. I feel like I'm giving, I give, I think I give exactly what I want to give, so I guess in a sense, I'm probably giving you, like, half, maybe? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, you know, I never really thought about it, but I guess to some degree, like, th- there are still some things that don't necessarily get said, but mm-hmm. just enough for you to get the gist, you know? As, yeah. Like, as long as people can feel it and relate to it, And you know, I'm, I'm cool with that, but I guess...
0: I need to dig a little deeper <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to um, it's kind of hard to do it's kind of hard to do that I mean um, yes. Elize is um, a part of you but yes, definitely when you're someone who, who is as private you know really as you are it's kind of hard to give them Erica yeah Definitely. because it also takes a chance on giving them so much of yourself that it's a a, a certain amount of vulnerability that comes with giving all of you to something. Yeah and not keeping some stuff for you.
1: Right, exactly, especially considering the climate we're in today where everybody shares everything like literally you know you you know you know we all know just from being on twitter you know Mm -hmm. the amount of things people share the pictures the thoughts it's like there's nothing sacred like ever anymore and i'm like i think about it all the time i'm just like you know even the ones that do blow up and they have a good clean image and I mm-hmm. don't want to tarnish it because I mean of course we're all humans we got we all got things with us but it's like okay you put that out there to destroy this person's image not what like you know it's it's mind boggling really but um yeah there, I, I definitely feel like certain things you should have for yourself like mm-hmm. I think even the most you know the most vulnerable of rawest people definitely have things for themselves. Of course, I feel
0: like you can't give it all away. Some things you have to. Some things you have to preserve. And and I've said this to people before because um, people say you 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 need to tell your story, but I always tell people. My story, your story is not always yours alone. Sometimes there are other people attached to your story and you're telling their story too. So you have to be mindful of that. Definitely. Even even when you're talking to heal, you still have to be mindful that you're still not the only one in that larger picture and somebody else's story is getting told with yours. Yeah. But how important do you think it is uh, um, for people to be able, for people to be able to find their voice, especially black people, or even more specifically black women in this case
1: i think it's very vital especially when it comes to survival
0: mm-hmm. like
1: i mean just it's it's hard to get out the simplest phrases like i need help or you know even something as simple as like i need help or whatever could save somebody's life like go a long way everything that gets harbored in, it's just like it's gonna stay there until you let it out. Um, and you all always have that issue. They like when they say close mouths don't get fed, they're not lying. Like
0: mm-hmm. it is
1: literally part of your livelihood. You have to talk. You have to speak up. You know, I'm still working on that myself. Like there's an issue, it needs to be communicated. <laughs> let people know you are not to be played with. All of that. Like it all factors in. It's all about you know, building connections and setting boundaries. Like, it's it's that simple. Your voice does all of that for you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, nah, I don't like that. Or whatever the case is very vital. Like, I think if you want to survive or make it out here or have any sort of community,
0: which is hard to do anyway,
1: you're going to need to say something.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people who have a very hard time with asking for help. So that is my goal for this year: is just actually asking for help. And then Um,
1: I was just gonna say, even for that, you know, that'll be a that'll be a um, that'll tell you who actually it's down for you, too, because, you know, you don't ask for help, you you know, you want to bind or something, you don't know who gonna who hold it down or who's going to assist you or guide you through whatever, especially if mm-hmm. you're always giving, so when it's time uh-huh. for you to, you know, uh, you know, okay. Go out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> it's cool. not easy.
0: It's not easy, especially, especially for someone who's I, I'm so used to being um, the person people lean on. I I have found that I don't know how to lean. <laughs> it, it's been weird trying to understand that you are also human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it, the, that's a really good point that you do have to learn how to use your voice. Um and it takes a it takes a lot of vulnerability and a level of braveness to do that fully. And I've watched you I've watched you evolve and I've watched the, even in your comments most of the time you would just ignore some things, but I love the fact that you are uh um, calling it out. Look, don't, don't do that, yeah, Even yeah. if it's done in a polite way, it's still good to see you do it.
1: I appreciate that. It, yeah, it takes sometimes. I'm just like, I
0: don't,
1: I'm just like, do I really want to give this energy? Because I'm like, I, I feel all right, like I was cool before this point, so like, let me just. Because sometimes some things don't need any sort of traction, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: whatever. Sometimes people want that reaction, and it's just
0: like, no. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I get what you're saying completely. Um, Do you think that sometimes it's necessary for, uh, for an artist, and especially someone like you who works in so many different mediums, that in order for you to be healthy and uh, it is it um important that you try to keep some sort of safe boundaries with the public or at least the comment section
1: absolutely yes yes (laughs) most (laughs) definitely definitely um because I I do feel like there needs to be some certain level of engagement, but at the end of the day, it's just like, that's pretty much all it is, like, acknowledgement. Like, it's not like I'm about to give you a tour of my crib and now you can't come through. Like, you know, it's
0: just
1: (laughs) certain things. It's like, like, I don't know what you thought or why you expected this, but that's not how it's going. It's like, that's just not what it is. So definitely, I mean, I've I've even thought about like, yo. Know, I wish like I could turn off DMs sometimes because I'm like, just the, just the type of people that be in there. Like, you know, some people don't even say anything; they just be sending links, or, You know, the, you yeah. know it's just kind of it's just very unsolicited. And
0: yeah, I think you know. I had the weirdest DMs on that anybody. In Twitter
1: history, so man, yeah, definitely boundaries are necessary. I mean, it's already like being an artist is being vulnerable in itself. So to go past that point, it's like, all right, all right, all right, play you a little too close. Need need like fifty feet, like over there.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, so. It's, it's very important. You got, you gotta protect yourself, and that that comes in with, like I said, using your voice. And everybody's not gonna agree, and they don't have to. But either way, whether you agree or not, you're not gonna be over here. That's all it is. Yeah.
0: So I'm so curious. Who's that on your shirt? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a
1: little rough now. I got got hit with bleach in the wash, but it's.
0: My uh, T-shirts I made, my logo. Oh, I was like, I am trying to figure out who that is, but I can only see, you know, the top half. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is dope. Thank you.
2: Is it is it available on Bandcamp or your merch or anything where it's, they can get it? It's on or my
1: website. www.elizaeofficial.com yeah, nice skull
2: hoodies, my... sweatshirts. We got we got a cop yeah. though, get those. Beanies. Oh,
0: beanies. Yeah. yeah. That's I love that shirt. Thank you. So, who what some of your um musical influences growing
1: up? <sighs> um when I was a kid, I was like obsessed with Michael Jackson for a long time. Um, Hip-hop-wise, yeah, as a matter of fact, that's Michael Jackson. I was listening to a lot of older stuff. The Temptations, Big, Big and the um, Jackson's, uh, Marvin Gaye, it was a lot of them I was listening to. I was listening to a lot of Motown at that time. And then mm-hmm. with hip-hop, I was into, like, Criss Cross, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, around DMC, LL Cool J. Those were the most prominent people I was listening to at that time. Mm-hmm. And whatever my parents was playing. So I might catch some reggae. My father plays a lot of reggae. Um a lot of, uh, like, Shaheen, Chen Yuan, stuff like that at the time, mm-hmm. like early 2000s. Joe, whatever. Yeah. It was all over the place. In a good
0: way. But Yeah, I think uh, if I never had to see the Temptations movie again, it would be too soon. My, uh, my nieces and nephews were so into the Temptations and so into Michael Jackson that anything they were on, we were going to be watching that at least 800 times. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> which was is doing the amazing.
1: I was, doing so the routines. Was. I was singing all the songs. I was doing everything. I was like, and that's what, that was the start to the Temptations movie. Once I saw that, I could not get enough. I was on it. On it. on Yeah. It, on it. <laughs> and then that's when I started collecting records. Yeah, like, they they killed me with that Temptation movie. <laughs> I <just laughs> found my VHS like my VHS tape of
0: it. Uh-huh. VHS tape of it somewhere. I'm like, yeah. It, well, you you remind me so much of 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 my nieces and nephews because they're all they're all in their twenties to thirties, yeah. and so when you said that. Temptations, I was like, oh, she was one of those Temptation movies. Yes, I was. I, was. <laughs> I
1: definitely was. I definitely was. I'm
0: those a- documentaries, those movies and documentaries on VH1 really uh, endeared those artists to, to people that your generation, and I love that so much that you, you're so young and you were able to just Name these people, you know, kind of off the top of your head, which is rare, but it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I had
1: a, once I was into it, I was all in and everybody was kind of pitching in, you know, to help grow that. I was getting like, I got what's happening all on DVD. I got all the seasons and good times. Oh my God, good times. TV one, TV one shaped a whole lot of stuff for me because I saw, that's where I saw all the old (laughs) 70s films. All the old TV shows, I was on it
0: like, loved it, loved it. Yeah, when they, when my niece, when my nieces discovered Cleopatra Jones, it was over. We was yeah. in black exploitation yeah. movies like it was no end. It was like yeah. it was black people on TV back then, like, because to them, we were ancient. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
1: Uptown Saturday night, let's do it again, Peace the action. Yeah, all of that got all of it. <laughs> I
0: have all of it. What was your what was what was one of your favorites? The movies? Yeah. Mm. Um I guess
1: the ones I named, I watched those pretty frequently. And the thing is I'm the oldest of four, so I was putting my baby sisters on too. Like they was watching this we honestly we probably shouldn't have been watching it with all the nudity <coughs> and adult content, but we was watching them joints, you know and uh they, yeah they was rocking with me so um yeah uptown saturday night i watch pretty frequently um and let's do it again
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I had, i'm trying to think like off the top what else i was watching i did watch a lot of good times i watched that faithfully um
0: cool that's a TV show um I watched Coolie High one time, and it, you know, what? Once you make me cry, I'm kind of through with you as a movie. <laughs> There's, yeah, those are certain
1: movies like I might watch once or once every. Two of
0: them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just gonna go pick up a Coolie High DVD and just be like, "Oh man, I got to watch that." Like, now once you break my heart, I'm kind of through with you. Yeah, probably. While, exactly. I, I, yeah, I've, I've only seen Colors. Like twice. I I'm just not going back to that because that movie was so heartbreaking to me.
1: Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel it. I did watch a lot of uh I did watch a lot of Beat Street and Breaking Too. Yeah. I watched those. I watched those heavily. I was practicing the moves. I was doing all of that.
0: Yeah, Janet Jackson almost killed me with pleasure principle. When she when, because I'm older than you. So when she came out with pleasure principle, it was mm-hmm. going to be my goal to be able to step on the chair and make it fall back and then walk off oh, and start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I can only imagine. I dislocated everything up from the waist up. Man, man, that's funny.
1: That's funny. <laughs>
0: I think that's just spectacular that those movies still resonate, you know, with your generation. I hope they continue to resonate. I know a lot of people feel a certain way about the black exploitation movies, but yeah. For, yeah. Us, understand everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. for us, yeah. it was everything. For us, that was everything. To see Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor all in one space. It was, you know, that was everything. Shaft to see a powerful, someone fighting crime. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. until that that was powerful, Cleopatra Jones, you know, those images, even though people think they were exploited now in this time, but back then, it was mm-hmm. rare to see black people on TV, so when we did, when we could see them, it was like a family gathering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was like it a family have... gathering. I Even was, ta- yeah, I was looking at your um, artwork and your tribute to to those mm-hmm. films. What inspired you to do do that? Oh, the ladies of those movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, like I said, I was the only kid in like middle school watching this stuff. That, mm-hmm. You know, well, nobody's trying to hear all that, you know. But I see all the um, the love and stuff people be getting nowadays, and I think it's amazing, especially like with these newer black actresses and things. And um, and I was just looking at all these ladies. I'm like, dang, nobody really talks about them or says anything. And I don't ever see anybody, like, making paintings, you know, mm-hmm. for them. So I was like, let me go ahead and, you know, show some love. Like, that's, that's the series I've been working on lately, like, just looking up different actresses. And then while I'm painting, I might watch the movie or listen to it in the background and stuff like that just to get a feel. Because I'm like, don't nobody know who these people are. And if they do they I don't really talk about it. So this is my way of bringing that to the forefront so you can see how everything transcended.
0: So who are some of the artists that, that are in your series that people, well, can, that people can actually go, um, they can actually purchase?
1: Um, well, I got a few in this upcoming exhibition I'm in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I sold Diane Carroll. I had
0: Diane Carroll.
1: I sold
0: that Yeah, one. she was beautiful that was beautiful. Thank you. And to watch okay. the, the to watch the the process your process and, and and you the finished product, it was so it was so wonderful to watch that. I'm glad that you're doing that because it's so inspirational, especially to people who um want to do what you do but aren't quite sure how to get it done. Right. Thank you. Yeah, that was,
1: yeah, she was the first one I was listening to. Um, I think this was around the time actually Cicely Tyson had passed away and I had bought her book and I read it. And of course she meant, you know, name drops some folks and Diane Carroll was one of them. And then I listened, I listened to the audio form of Diane Carroll's book. And then I was just like, you know it just kind of set it off there i'm like yeah i want to paint her and then i was just like shoot let's like let me do a series so it started from there then i um i did vanetta mcgee next then i did michelle nichols i've done pam greer and i've done Rosalind cash
0: currently (laughs) Can you tell people about Vanetta McGee? Because not many people know who she
1: is. Yeah, actually, I think it's her birthday, too. I think I've seen somebody post that like, it's her birthday. Um,
0: Vanetta That's G- dope. G- yeah. Vanetta McGee
1: was an actress from the 70s. Um, she starred in a lot of films she did. She was in Blackula. She was in Melinda. She was in um, Thomasine and Bushrod and many other films. I can't think off the top of my head. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: She starred in um, Thomasine and Bushrod with Max Julia. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. He just passed away. Um, they actually dated for a few years and during that time period that they were dating, they made that movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was like, I can't remember what year. I don't know if it was like 76, 77. I could be off, but um, she passed away in 2010, mm-hmm. but um, definitely one of the most prominent figures during that time period, for sure. Yeah. She had a very
0: distinct look about her. Yeah, it, I thought she, I've always thought that she was beautiful, and um, because I was also of a certain skin tone. It was always wonderful to see, yeah, to see such powerful women in those in those movies.
1: Yeah, definitely, and just to see them with such grace and poise and beauty, Mm -hmm. like
0: representation. You said Pam Greer and who else? Rosalind Cash. Ooh. Can you tell people about, I know people know exactly who Pam Greer is. I mean, if you don't know who pa- Pam Greer is, I'm going to have to uh, run you over with my car. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfollow. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Not the car. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Rosie, she was another actress. She was in Melinda too, actually. And, um, She did i can't see that's slipping too i think she was at uptown saturday night if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong though well, she was in i South think North. she
0: was in uptown seven, saturday night she was yeah okay. yeah and um
1: those are the two like back then i can think of but i know she was also in Tales of the hood for people who might mm-hmm. hear later when she had her locks she was in tales from the hood of Mm-hmm. And then that was her last, like her final role before she passed away in
0: '95. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: very prominent figure. Also,
0: um, you did a a wonderful, a wonderful um, mural, um, the say her name mural. Can you talk a little bit about that and where it's located? Because I think everyone needs to see that mural. That mural was beautiful.
1: I appreciate that, thank you. Um, So, the summer of 2020, you know, probably like at the peak of our pandemic, um, I was called upon to do a, a mural in Wilmington, Delaware. Cause I think they had some, you know, some riots after the George Floyd incident and a lot of people's establishments got destroyed because of the protest. Mm-hmm. And um, they had boarded up windows and, you know, they are like, you know, we're not some boarded up city, you know, there's actually a lot of beauty and style here. So wondering if you would paint something. I was just like, yeah, definitely. And um it took a little while before they got back to me, I guess to get the funding straight, but um, I um, had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do. And <clears throat> considering the climate at the time and where a lot of attention was being drawn to, I was just like, well, it's never like, about what about me type thing, but it's just like, hey, let's bring this to light also. So I thought about Toy and yeah. I heard about her story she had briefly spoken on twitter about how she was in danger and needed help and like some days later she was found dead this other woman and she had expressed how she had been sexually assaulted also prior to that
0: and, oh. um,
1: it wasn't really being discussed much like i saw about it here and there but you know everybody's attention span where everything's running a mile a minute so And, you know, they were talking about Breonna Taylor, but not in the way that should have been, I guess, highlighted. You know, it became very performative, and, Mm -hmm. you know, for entertainment purposes, it got really ugly. But I, you know, I chose a little toy, and I was just like, let's, you know, give her some light. And um, so I went out there, I painted the mural, I had noticed, because somebody had one on the other side of the um, building, like right next to mine, it's like two boards. And he had painted the inside of the wall, too, so I was just like, oh, are we supposed to do both of these? And they were like, yeah, you got that other wall, too. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I did her portrait. I'm like, so what should I do with this wall? And then I was just like, well, there are plenty of other Black women and girls who have met an untimely demise that nobody knows. Probably won't ever really know. So I did a lot of Google research and wrote down every name I saw until the board was filled with all the other names that I could not portray in the piece itself. So I think it's I did I lost count after a while, but I think it's over four hundred names on that wall if I'm not mistaken. And um, it was just really to not only really create a memorial piece, but just look at her as who we are as Black women, which is I feel is royalty. Mm -hmm. Things of that nature. So I didn't want it to be sad. I didn't want it to be like, it was already a dark period at that time. I wanted to brighten it up.
0: A bit. It it's by no means sad, but it is very powerful. And I, I thought when I when I saw it, um, I I definitely wanted you to highlight that in in this interview because anybody who's in Delaware, you need to make your way over there and actually see it because. It is so powerful and so beautiful and so well done that it, it deserves all the light in the world.
1: Thank you. Well I will say this. Um it actually what part of Texas you're in San Antonio? Uh-huh. Okay, so you're ways away, but I forgot to mention currently it is an exhibition in Longview, Texas from cool. January to March. And um yeah they <clears throat> they just got sent out there they're think they were, they, just, they just been recently installed so they'll be on display starting tomorrow through March 5th so i don't know how far you are from longview but if you definitely want to make the trip they are out there at the longview museum of fine arts and
0: well, i'm writing it down because it's worth it's it's going to be worth the trip and i'm definitely uh going to Go and see it, and and um, record it and put it up so other people can be drawn to it because it was a it's an amazing piece of art. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I think it's near Fort Worth. I think how far you are from Fort Worth, but um, somewhere near there.
0: But actually, it, it, it's closer to me than than you think, because I just moved to Dallas. Oh, did you? Uh-huh.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, that you're right there. You good to go. You by the airport? Yeah, it's, I think it's by the airport, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how far from the airport, but either
0: way. And Ned wanted to ask you a question. Yes. Um. Just from from hearing it.
2: oh wait, yeah, I'm the one that has the sound problem. Shoot. I just remember that. Uh can you hear can you hear me? Damn. Yeah I just remember that. Um before you were saying that it's hard to get like you know, right, talking about voices. It's hard to um get your voice out sometimes lyrically when mm-hmm. you hold them back. Do you feel that through the paintings you really get the full expression of yourself and like activism in the paintings and putting a lot of yourself into? Your paintings? Do you feel that? Do you feel that you get more of your voice out that way than in songs? Um,
0: ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think he's asking more. So is Erica more in your paintings, and eliza is more in your music.
2: Uh. <laughs> she gave a remix to my question, but all right, we could go with that. <laughs> I
0: mean, I,
1: I get the gist. Um. <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's about the same. Um, I'm very uh, meticulous about what I do and how I do it. So it's like, like when I work on stuff, like even when I did a little toy, and like I usually just get down a base coat, and then it's just like, all right, then I can go on with the details. I remember this, this lady was passing on the street. I saw the day before. She was like, "Oh, I see you finished." I'm like, "No, I'm not." Like, you no, know, <laughs> it's not. Like, so I'm very, I'm very particular in that way. Like, no, it's got to be a certain way. Um, so I think there's still some sort of like, uh, it's a. I, I don't want to say rigid. I feel like that's too harsh of a term. But it's still some structure there. Like it's structured in a way where I feel comfortable with letting it out. So I guess it's roughly the same because I guess when you're just letting it all out, you don't really care about how it got put out there. It's just like, look, I need you to see this, hear this, and feel this. So I'm very um <clears throat> I do I do everything with intention. So uh-huh. it's like I don't know how to just let something run free without it, like, hold up. I'm not clear. Like, if I, if you see it, it's because I wanted you to. Like, I felt comfortable enough for you to see it. So, I guess in a sense, it's roughly the same. You're getting about the same thing.
2: 50%.
1: Yeah. It might be a <laughs> little more than that.
2: But... <laughs> no, I think it's more than that. But okay, I'll just jump Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's more than that. I, I was just saying it because it's just like, obviously, you keep some stuff yourself, but um, yeah I would say it's roughly the same
2: but it seems to me just from, just from this conversation alone and seeing the artwork it seems to me that you probably do get out a lot more through that medium of yourself and you do get a lot more of your voice out because you're more comfortable in that eventually right. I think it will evolve into the music as well the more you do that it's like anything else but I think the painting, because it's probably where you said that was your foundation, where you started. That's probably mm-hmm. why you're so comfortable with it, because there's more hours in it, and it's a medium you you know you know, yeah. and less less criticism as far as music, music in real time and the way we are now. Geez, we're gonna yeah, be um, critics yeah. and critics. And everybody's it. got something before, to say about how you get yeah, it. Before yeah, before enjoying yeah. it and just taking it in, it's like everybody's a professional now. Yeah. Uh, you know, music critic. <laughs> but before that wasn't the case. Now everybody's a music critic when painting doesn't quite have that that I don't think that level of um what's the word judgment on it like 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 music does in real time
0: anyway that was it
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: um when you're creating when you're creating is your process kind of the same for art as it is for music um do you are you influenced by certain things when you when you get ready to do your art? Um, is it the beat first before you get to the music, or is it the lyrics and then you find the beat that works with your lyrics? What's your process?
2: Um, and same for painting too. Um, music. I'll say
0: musically
1: it all varies. I will say sometimes, like usually it's the beat that captures me like once I figure out a mood or what I feel when I hear it, then I'll go from there. Like even sometimes I might figure out a title first before I start writing a song. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I want to call it this and then I'll go with that. Sometimes I'm just like yeah, I just got to get to it and I'll just start writing stuff. But even that process can be chaotic because, you know, sometimes like I might write a couple lines and then I think about where I want it to hit and like that particular stanza or whatever. And I'm like, I want these to be the last two bars. So I might leave a space in between and keep going and Mm -hmm. go fill it in later with something that I'm like, okay, I like that. I'll just throw it in there. So it's very like, it's like a puzzle sometimes. With that, so it's very it, it's very all over the place. Once I'm like drawing a blank, then I leave it be because I don't want to force it, um. And then come back to it later. Artistically, I have an idea. I try to find the picture that I find is most profound to me, and then um, I'll lay it out once I. Once I lay it out, I'm like, okay. That's when I kind of decide the colors I want to use. Sometimes I know beforehand, but other times I'm like, let me just throw this on there and see. I'm trying to be a little bit more uh, loose with it. Like, let me just throw some up here and see if I don't, I'll just change it versus overthinking it and then not doing anything. You know, you think so much like, no, it's got to be like this. I don't want to mess it up, and then you end up not doing anything because you spend so much time trying to figure out something you might not even stick with anyway. So I've been letting, been letting go a little bit in that process. Mhm. So. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. Chaotically structured, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love the way your mind works. It works a lot like mine. I, I I start and I normally start something and end it and then fill in the middle later. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at step one, step two, step three. I might like step one, Um, let's try step 12. Maybe it'll fit with step five. <laughs> right. Because
1: even sometimes I might write... I might write a second verse before I write the first one, like on rare occasions, Mm -hmm. like sometimes that'll come before anything else. And I'm like, like I might read, I'm like, okay, that's the second one. I don't want that for the first verse.
0: So we did an interview with uh, uptown XO from Diamond District. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about uh, working with YU. How did that collaboration come about? How did you meet? and what is it like working with YU? Um I met him actually on Instagram.
1: Like Oh wow. It was uh I don't even honestly I don't even remember how we ended up following each other or got acquainted, but I just remember following him on there and vice versa. And it was funny because for a long time, like, I knew he did the music and I liked it, but I didn't really know who he was until much later once we started really um, connecting. So, Mm -hmm. there's another producer, my homie Discipline99, we had linked up one time when we was talking. And I was telling him about, I I had brought him up and he was like, oh yeah, he's a DC legend, yo, like, you know. We linked up one time or whatever. Yeah, y'all should link up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I reached out one time. And we linked up. I think this was 2019. And listening to tracks and stuff. He gave me a few beats, and that was that. And then um, I remember I went back home and, like, started listening to his stuff, and I was like, Wait, like I didn't realize who I had been talking to so I was just like damn I need to get my stuff together like like you know, you, you know I didn't realize whose presence I was in and I was just like, oh a professional God,
2: like, MC huh a professional MC yeah. for real Man. he's my Yo, favorite I'm member so of him, Diamond District yeah.
1: yeah so I was like like how you, how you come in there all like Ignorant, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he ain't think nothing of it. It was just kind of like, he's a real laid
2: back, humble cat, you know. That probably made the relationship work better, though, because you didn't know who he was and you got to know who he really was, and vice versa. And then later on, it's like that's happened to me before with certain uh people. DJ Wiz, I didn't know who DJ Wiz was from Kid and Play until like like, months later, like a year later, and I was like, wait, you're who? I said, I saw you, because he was wearing an unsung t-shirt. And I was like, get out of here. So I already knew who he was as a person. But then when I was like, wait, you're him? Get out of here. It was, it was amazing. But it was good. Sometimes yeah. it's good like that when yeah, you don't know was, who you're talking
1: yeah, to. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So I was
2: going to say, sometimes it's good when you don't know who you're talking to as far as the persona. And you get to know them as the person. And then later on, it's like, oh, shoot. Okay. Now, now there's another layer to this. Now, yeah, know, you definitely. know, I, I think that's the best relationships, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but he definitely, he ain't come off like, you know, he was never, he's never been that type to be like, you know, you don't know who I am or nothing like that. You know, he just, he refocused. He, he real cool and like, he's a man of few words, but when he speaks, it's just like, you know, it's profound. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know. That was the thing, and it was very like off and on, mainly on my end because I was all over the place trying to figure out how to go about doing what it is I said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, but 2020—that's when we really started like putting stuff together. So we recorded a we recorded a few tracks, and then you know, schedules got busy and stuff. But um, I think I think sometime this year, a project. Little we'll surface, full project. So you heard it here Let's first. See. Some powerful impact.
2: Boom. <laughs> yeah, you
0: <know>, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. I, I, I'm looking for it. I, I, I. as I'm always interested in what you have to say. As as a, as a musical artist, um, you always take me somewhere that I haven't been before. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 beautiful to see because uh, I don't know if you realize when you're writing stuff how much uh, real truth that you are putting in in your in your music and how how much it resonates, especially with women, because we've all had. In this, do I do this or do I do that? Do I move this way? Do I move that way? And it it seems like you work a lot of those questions out in your music.
1: Yeah, I mean, first I'm I'm humbled by the fact that you said I take you places you ain't never been, and that's like wow, you know, because you're older than me, and you know you been there and seen a lot more than I have. So I'm just like, wow, you know, that's that's heavy. So I'm glad I could do that for you. And um no pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of like like you said, like how how to go about it, I feel like, especially as a woman in hip hop you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: people look to dictate what you say and how you say it. Cause I've definitely heard, you know, different things. Like, like when I put out the arrival, when I had did the promotional post, and just off the promotional post, you know, he was like, "Why so aggressive?" All I hear is niggas, 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 and I'm like. It was like, huh? Like, I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Like, that's all you heard, that's all you heard. I can't control what you choose and choose not to hear. I've heard, you know, oh, you sound like a man. I've heard a whole bunch of stuff, like.
0: But the arrival needed that. Yeah. The arrival needed that aggression. That was the whole point, you know? Yeah
1: like, people, because people, I've had like, you know, my sisters, they 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 bought my music and stuff. My sister was like, what's the rival, bro? I was like, it's not about anything. It was just a showcase that I got bars and I can borrow with the rest of them. Like, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the point. I did it the way it needed to be done. I got the energy. And I think I'm going to always have it because like I said, I don't talk a lot. So everything is kind of pent up. So when it come out, it's like, look, I'm not playing with you. So... Wow. <laughs> you know, like it's. I feel like it gets dictated, or the way you say stuff, it gets judged a bit more harshly because of what's expected of a woman, or whatever the case may be. Like if somebody, like if I do spit that same song, they would probably be mm-hmm. like, you know, "That's the hardest join out here." Like, I've heard, I've heard other rappers rob "nigga" but "nigga" through the whole song, and nobody said nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just like. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I'm not tripping about it. it. These are just things I've observed and been told. So it's just like, it's not for you. It's not for you. Like, I'm not here to change
0: your mind. Like, you ain't got Yeah, I think to I, I've been in a few of those posts. Shut the fuck up. Don't <laughs> know what you talking about. <laughs> yeah. You so did what you was supposed to do on that song. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: the whole, I got, I got enough aggression for both of us. You don't have to say anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All
1: right. she got washed, or I ain't trying to hear that. Blah, Like, that's fine. Yeah, because you,
0: you kept that's that song. You listen, you ain't like it. That's cool. That's all I ask. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you kept that song. Thank you. I was like, you wouldn't be offended by it if she didn't have a few truths that hit close to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're doing an art piece or when you're doing music, how do you because you're such a perfectionist how do you know when it's complete? Uh,
1: well like once I've covered every single base usually, or sometimes I'll just tell myself alright, that's it don't do nothing else, don't touch it no, no. more that's it you would be like, oh, like, you know, like no, done. No. Especially if I got a deadline or something, too. That's when I'm like, all right, I could call this finish. And I could be satisfied with it. Like, Mm -hmm. as long as I feel like I've done everything I could to it, then I'm like, all right. I'm learning to let go a little more with that. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. I would never turn in a piece if I, you know, keep doing this. There's even been songs I've done that I always said I was going to go back and tailor it again. I ended up laying it anyway. And actually liked it. And I'm just like, seeing you was gonna do it for what? Yeah you know what I'm saying? I was just like You know, don't pet talks to yourself, See, you was gonna do that for what? And then it's like, I don't know. But it's hard. So <laughs> you know, keep it moving. Um it's just kind of an innate feeling I have, especially uh-huh. when I'm if I spit it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm cool on it. Every now and again, I might change a word or something. Or if I want to say it, to change the cadence of one bar or something, I might, you know, just switch a word out or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, stuff like that,
0: just so it flow better. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, some of your your favorite collaborations so far? and who's your dream collaboration MC with an MC and then with the producer
1: um my favorite collaboration so far has been with um chris the one with chris was great it was amazing just not only just the song but shooting the video that whole day was amazing
0: mhm
1: um just going to every borough in New York City and then getting a rep with him in his borough. You uh-huh. know, respects to his pops all at the same time. It was, it was a surreal experience because I didn't know how I was going to pull it off or whether it was going to happen or not. That's and, Chris um,
2: Rivers, everybody. Big pun, Junior.
0: So what I love about uh, your collaboration with Chris Rivers um, that's how I introduced you to the guys from No Knockoffs. I, oh, yeah, cool. I played Chris Rivers' verse. And they was like, oh, that's dope. I said, like, yeah, but listen to this verse. And they were like, who is that?
1: <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yo. That's crazy. <laughs> I never
2: would have known. Wow. <laughs> the setup.
1: Yeah, because
0: (laughs) and let me slide this slide this in here and let me show you, you know, what she can do. She's uh, she's new but she's on par. You you can't take you you couldn't take anything away from you on that song. He did not shine you. And even though he's even though he's well known in his his Abilities are phenomenal. Yours are too. And I I wanted to highlight that so that they would see who was coming in and why it was important that you were there. Yes. (laughs) I
1: dig that. Thank you. I dig that. (laughs) Yeah, that was a a very frigid day also. But well (laughs) we're the frozen fingers and toes and all that. That was a good day. Um, that was fun. I just recently did this collaboration. It's like the seven-minute posse cut with uh, my homegirl and like six other MCs. That was, you know, it, it was different just having that many people on a song. And it didn't feel, you know, contrived or too long or anything like I listened to it now and it feels good. Like it was one of those things that wasn't really forced. It kind of just flowed naturally. Um and then also the collaborations I did, like the pieces, remixes I did with yeah. the producers, uh Negrosaki, Greg Esfuego, and Yaquan. That was that was dope. They actually reached out and was just like Yo, can we, you know, remix these, Jason? some like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I had never really considered doing remixes to any of my stuff. Like, I had no thoughts about it. It was just like, once I did it, that was that. But, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of revitalized it and yeah, was able to push again. So I was like, you know, I appreciate that. And then it kind of opened my eyes up to and ears to different sounds and stuff. Like I said, like, why you was opening my ears up. To different things and so were they because the way they they create is you know no pressure and a lot of fun they just do it mm-hmm. like ain't, ain't too much thought being put into it or too much mm-hmm. concern about who likes what like as long as they liked it that's that was all that mattered and that's kind of how they approach everything they do like they like it then. It was
0: all fun. Well, they did that with those remixes. I love, I love the remixes. I uh, love the you. originals, but the remixes just sound like a whole new song. It was so fresh, and I really love the remixes. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. It was like this fresh new sound. It don't even sound like the original one, and um, it was just, it was, just, it was just very organic. Cause I got the build with them also in the process. You know, they was making them in real time. It was it was it was a dope experience. And then um mm-hmm. so I would say those those for sure. I would say probably the top three. As far as um dream dream collaborations with MCs, Styles P and Gene Gray. Producer-wise, it would be dope to rock a Pete Rock joint or Primo. You got
2: to, yeah. have to say it louder. He was say, "I don't think yeah. they can hear." You. Put it in the universe. You got to say a <laughs> loud. It's it loud so they can hear you. Pete Rock, <laughs> DJ Premier. You heard it here first on Powerful Impact. She needs dope. remixes or original joints. It's not, it not, not. Yeah. Ba. Bink too. Bink is a beast too. But yeah, it's not. Solid. Two up,
1: two down. Yeah.
0: There you go. There you go. So, who are some of the, who are some of the current female artists that you're listening to right now?
1: Mm. Outside of myself, Yanni Kay, Cheyenne G, uh, B. um, There's plenty. Shaynor, Brittany Carter. Mm. There's so many of them. I'd be losing count and losing track. Um, China Streets, of course. China Streets.
0: What inspires you about the about
1: them? The individuality. They are not trying to be nothing or do anything that's not them. They spit from their soul and
0: mm-hmm.
1: they all different. Like you're gonna get something different from each one of them. And it's just like you know it's still like nothing feels forced or off. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I love that. You, you you know I'm always on the hunt for female MCs because I, I feel like more
1: I, that I'm just not I, I can't think of
0: off the top right now. But those are the ones that I've been keeping up with. So with the pot with the posse cut were those were they uh majority female MCs or was it a mixture? It was it was three females and four males.
1: I'm sorry, Deja Man. She's also on that track. Deja. Deja's fire. Deja Man.
2: Do you know where she's from?
1: She's from Cali, but she's based in Atlanta right now. Wow. Dope,
2: dope. I was Ooh. gonna ask do you think that um women Women MCs, do you feel like women or female MCs are in a good place right now in hip hop? Like, do you feel they're given enough lane, enough runway?
1: I think it's, I think it's definitely getting there. I feel like, like every M- MC I just named for you, like are thriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, really getting there just do and doing that thing. Um,
2: On their shows, terms,
1: you know. They got the merch. They like they they really working out here, you know. I'm hearing about the collaborations. They dropping project after project, they putting in work. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think, and, you know, and other people recognize that. I think mm-hmm. it's definitely in a good place and I think it's only gonna get better, personally.
0: Um what was the first song that you heard that uh, well first what made you fall in love with hip hop
1: I think it was the energy the rawness like I think when I was younger, when I, I was naming the people like Crisscross Cross and DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, they were mm. doing that thing, but it wasn't like till high school when I started getting into people like Redman, Big L, you know, really listening to Biggie a lot more, Pac, all of them, Nas, um. uh, it's, it's just the essence where these people came from And the imagery, how vivid the stories were. It's like, you know, you hear Elmatic or whatever, and you can envision yourself there. It's like you can smell. You can smell it, you know. You can just Mm -hmm. feel it. Yeah. It's like it made you feel like you already know. Even if you had no idea, it's like like you felt like you knew. Yeah. You know,
0: And And you didn't have to be there. Yeah. And you didn't have to be there because I'm from Texas and I could feel New York in Texas. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. And it was just like, I don't know, I would always get this like intense feeling. Like, I would get goosebumps. I was just like, yo. Mm This is ill. Like, like how can you not be moved by you know such like despite the tragedies, it was beautiful.
0: hmm
1: You know, like how could you not feel that? Like it was it was it was everywhere. It was all around you. It was just Yeah. What was the one
0: song the that- First song you heard that was like, okay, yeah, this, this is, this is what I want to do.
1: Hmm. I don't know if I can even say one song in particular because me rapping in general was just kind of like thrown out there. It was just well, like, what oh, you, know, you should do? rap. And I'm just like, good yeah, mm-hmm. And I tried it, and people was liking it, you know, at the time. For a 17-year-old, it sounded all right. It was really trash, but at the time, you know, I was like, all right. But I don't know. Like, I was listening to a lot of different things. I can't really say one particular song that was just like, yeah, I got to do this, or so I want to do this. But what do you I think, think was the turning point? Different things kept me wanting to, like, continue mm-hmm. on. Like once I started listening to more hip hop artists,
0: did mm-hmm.
1: you remember I told you I was on my seventies bag? Like coming up, I ain't oh yeah seventies really and eighties bag. Like I was listening to 90s
0: stuff, but it was sporadic. As a as a woman, as a black woman, mm-hmm. in this in the spaces that you occupy. What do you want to be remembered for? Um,
1: Being a catalyst for the culture. Just keeping it going, really. Um, And, you know, whatever you got from our music, you know, you felt it. They knew you wasn't alone in whatever it is you was dealing with. And, you know, with the art, you know, dropping history lessons. Just, mm-hmm. You know, like, enjoy these beautiful people I'm showing you right now. Get a glimpse. You might, you know, you might learn
0: something. Um, the name of the show is Powerful Impact. What three people has been a powerful impact in your life, either personally or professionally?
1: My mother.
0: And why?
1: She just she's been supportive of everything I do. Like no matter what it is. Um the way she takes care of me and myself is just like no other, you know, even at mm-hmm. you know, being my age, it's just like, you know, mother's love never really stops. And um even now like she's just very proud of me which i appreciate and it's just like anything that i do she gonna be there you know sometimes i might we might just be chilling and she'll just bust out a song and she'll just start playing it arrival right out of nowhere and i'm just like what's going on, <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah she just that's a beautiful woman and uh You know, I can't never not shout her out. Uh, Like, I owe her everything. You know. She deserves everything. So. There are other people. Like, my whole family is pretty supportive of me and my endeavors, but you know, it's nothing like your mother.
2: Two more. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I (laughs) know. (laughs) I got stuck on my
0: mother Um, I think we all do (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah never not stuck on my mother Um, powerful impacts this is sad professionally
2: personally miscellaneous just who has had like the Um, most impact on your life influence No pressure.
1: I feel like there's a lot of pressure because I ain't drawing blanks like a am on.
2: How about musically? In your music career, who do you think has been the most influential? From a distance or close by?
1: I think the... I think the people that I left behind. <laughs> there's a couple of people I left behind I was doing music with, but they kind of taught me a lot. Um, but it was like, when you hold on to people that really ain't supposed to be there, it's just like, once you start giving yourself the same energy and give people that don't really matter, mm-hmm. you, um, you just transform and yeah. transcend. And um once I did that and let that go, like I just kinda took off and
0: mm-hmm.
1: go. Like, I, like, I don't know if Boom. I would be doing music the way I am now if I stuck around that. So I guess in yeah. a way that was impactful for me, just that dynamic and you know, changing Changing that. Choosing to change that and get get out of that. Mm-hmm. Letting go. Yeah. Sometimes that you was, have to let go to grow. Exactly. So, I, mean, I always say that moment was pivotal in this my career anyway, because that's how y'all got the arrival and mm-hmm. pieces, because I had I, had, I didn't really have too many intentions on taking it this far, like, I don't think. Like, I had people I said I wanted to work with, but it was like, yeah, I just want to make this song and be out. Like, I was not mm-hmm. too keen on um, doing this like that, but I think that just had a lot to do with my own insecurities and fears and not having that voice. So,
0: mm-hmm
1: you know, now that I'm here, I'm like, can't stop now. What do you think pushed you, though, with that? What do you think
2: pushed you? Because you had the support, you had the incubation, you had the space, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I left that. But then all of a sudden I got motivated more, I got pushed. What do you think that was when you left all of that? What do you think pushed you or propelled you to be here now?
1: I guess uh, wanting better for self and Mm -hmm. looking in the mirror and realizing everything that I was, the energy I was giving into these people, I should have gave to self. You know, when you put people on pedestals and think, you know, highly of others, you don't realize that's you. It's because of you. You're mm-hmm. doing that. You're giving that energy and that light. But, you know, all you can think about is what you know what other people are doing. And once I stop doing it and realize, like, it was just like, you know, you take a look in the mirror, like, yo, it's you. It's always been you. All along. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that, that's when it's like, yo, it's go time. Like, what are we doing? Like, I was doing stuff for me just not nearly as much as I could have or should have been. Mm-hmm. I I had to go through that to get here, so.
2: Yeah. So the message is do for self. Sometimes you have to let go and do for self. Oh. Bars! Boom! One more person, Elize. <laughs> this one's miscellaneous. This is miscellaneous. This is where SP's <laughs> like, never be pushing. Miscellaneous.
0: <laughs> Boom.
1: Mm. I'd probably say Styles P. I just love that dude so much.
2: Just... <laughs> it's interesting because I had a question when you said his name and um what was the other Gene Gray? I was like, why? But then we went to another question. So can you elaborate on that? Why St- I like Styles P, I, and I think he definitely evolved as an MC too. I don't want to say got better or this and that. He, I just think he got deeper definitely and evolved. more socially um, conscious. Now he's making fruit juices and <laughs> all of this other I all mean, over the city. He got New York on lock on the juice thing right now. He's killing that. Yeah, I
1: mean, just
2: just them two. I what was, do you think? Him and yeah. Her, so. Like well, you know, I'm a huge Locks fan, and yeah,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. It did him dirty on the verse. You know, kiss was always, you know, foref- in the forefront, main guy. So, you know, I bumped a lot of kiss but it's just like, once I really took the time to yeah, sit down and really digest the other two's music like styles spoke to me in a different way. It was just like how raw it was. It was like so much vulnerability. It was just like,
0: yeah, no, I'm hurting, no,
1: but I'll cut you in the meantime. Like, <laughs> It was just like the duality of it all it's just like you don't see that too often like the he's never and the been scared to say what it is he needed to say like
0: mm-hmm.
1: regardless of how it may seem like and when you say gangster and a gentleman he's not lying like he he really does both and it's just like he's grown well. as a man he's a grown man now like <laughs>
0: What I've always loved, what, what people don't give Styles P credit for is his consistency. He has consistently been dope from the beginning. I've never heard a, even a subpar Styles P first.
1: Yeah, he gives it all he got every time. And, and he's bad cool. Like, I met him mm-hmm. one
0: time. Yeah. Very
1: cool. <laughs> I went to a, uh, what was it? I went to a LOX concert in Baltimore and I did a drawing of him and gave it to him backstage. And, oh, wow. Yeah, he was That's mad, um, mad humble and appreciative. And um, he did a little shout out video for me too, like for
0: it. Like, That's incredibly uh, dope.
1: Yeah, and it's i mean it still sticks with me to this day like anytime you got an out i'm clapping like i just love everything about what he does and what he stands for mm-hmm. he's he's just true to self like he's never tried to be anybody else he was, and he and he does not care <laughs> like he don't care whether you agree or not or rock with him. like he gonna do what he do he stays out the way and just minds his business. Like I love that. Ooh. And why Gene Gray?
2: Mm-hmm. Why, why Jean Gene Gray? Why would you want to work with Gene Gray? Um,
1: I was I was bent from the jump off the the words, Genius. like the content. Like I was just mm-hmm. amazed, like whoa, like who <laughs> who's spent like this? Like amazed by that she she's very like and she's very direct like you know for like a lot of the times like especially like sometimes as women like we try to say things without coming off too harsh but, you know it's always like you don't want to be like like i said earlier about being aggressive and all this other stuff She mm-hmm. care. She's gonna yeah. tell you what it is right down in there, the way she wants to. You can agree with it or not. Like it's mm-hmm. it's whatever. Her skill set's amazing, very versatile. Okay. The range is like crazy. I I just love that she's just no nonsense. Like she does what she wants when she wants. that like, she, you know, she's funny. I like her sense of humor.
2: Yeah, she's definitely
1: like woman, not the, it's not the norm, like it's not the, actual <laughs> yeah. person. It's like, like of humor. Like I was just amazed, you know, by her skill and presence. And I was just like, why don't people talk about her? Why don't more people know who she is? But just, just being a voice for, for women and, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Where do you see yourself um, where do you see yourself personally and professionally in the next five years
1: hmm. stable <laughs> stable in my career stable in my mind <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: it. It.
2: The best answer ever. That's what I'm talking
0: about. I love it. One word. Oh. That is that is the best answer I've gotten to that question. Yet. Oh, thank you, yeah. Thank you.
2: That's going down in the archives. We this. Success to me is stability. Maybe. And I said that in that
1: posse cut I did. Success to me is stability. That, that is, is like the
2: hardest one word answer I've heard from that question. Yeah, that, that is tired. <laughs> Boy, I'm, like, I'm waiting for another one. I'm like, wait, no, nah, that's enough. That's more than enough. I'm full with that. <laughs> well,
1: it's the truth. I'm just like, yo, that's all that really matters. Like, I, I mean,
2: you know, speak anything else. Tell them, speak on it. It's a good, no, I'm good just saying, like, on. anything
1: else is a bonus. Like, you know, if, whether I make millions or not, like, am I stable? Can I sustain with all of this? You know, shout out to Kanye I care about? If I can keep that, I'm um, Gucci. That's it. It's that you dope. want to be
2: famous, not you don't even want to be famous, but you definitely don't want to be infamous. <laughs> you definitely don't want to be out here looking crazy out yeah. in the streets, knocking people out. <laughs> <laughs> um, allegedly. <laughs>
1: I ain't got nothing.
0: <laughs> if if you didn't do um uh, if, if you weren't doing painting or MC, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, what are some of your hobbies outside of your work?
1: Hmm.
2: Uh or even another career. Uh,
1: well. I don't know. Maybe a historian of some sort. I never really considered that, but I do like watching a lot of documentaries and stuff. Dr. I thought Ilze. about making one at one point. I always said I wanted to do voice actor. We'll see if that comes up. I think that'd be dope. But, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. But currently, I don't, like, this is all I do. So I'm like, I don't even know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, yeah, that, was, that would probably be some, probably, yeah, that'd probably be something i consider.
0: consider. Yeah. Um. Tell the people um, what you're working on, what you have coming out, and how to get in touch with you if they want to collab or get some of your art pieces or uh, even ask you if you do art pieces um, privately. Okay. Commission commission work.
1: Well, first of all, you can check on my website www.elizaeofficial.com I got merch, I got CDs t-shirts beanies hoodies, all that art prints um, currently working on EP with YU, I got a project with Cheyenne G coming um, been working on more paintings in my series that I was previously mentioned um, I'm on Instagram at Official. And E.Lizay Art, just for strictly the art. Elize Official underscore on Twitter. E.Lizé on Facebook. E.Lizé on YouTube. <laughs> on all digital streaming platforms. I'm on Bandcamp. Um, email E.LizéMusicOfficial.com Music Official.com. E. Take your pick, whatever you trying
0: to do. And we'll go from there. There you go. I want to thank you so much for doing this. Uh you you know, um I have I have artists that that I support and then I have artists that uh, move me totally different and you have always been one of those there is i I always tell you there is something about you that is so special and so beautiful and so honorable that you take me to a different space so i really appreciate you sharing that with our audience and sharing your art with the world because it is something spectacular that needs to be highlighted.
1: I feel like a broken record, but thank you. Much appreciated. I uh, thank y'all for having me on here. This is this is a dope conversation. It gave me a lot of stuff to think about also that, you know, you don't really say until I ask. And once you say yeah. it out loud, it's like, huh. Some of these answers, I like. Once I said it, I was like, "Wow, I didn't even really realize I felt like that, or you know, <laughs> thought about it like that." So.
2: They say in therapy, half of therapy is hearing yourself speak. So you heard yourself speak. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I don't,
1: I don't do, I don't do this much talking. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> this was,
0: this was therapeutic. I appreciate it truly. Yeah, we try. We, I, I, I know it. You're a musician and a lot of people, you know, we touch on the music, but I think it's so much more important that people get to know you and who you are and see in you what with, with I've always saw you. And I think you did that spectacularly. Do you have anybody you want to shout out?
1: Shout out to my mother, my father, my siblings, my grandkids, <laughs> my whole squad, Yanni <laughs> Kay. um, Bri, Analog Lady, what's up, um, Cheyenne G. I don't know if I said her already. See my mind
0: going. Uh-huh. On my Shout out to Analog Lady. Oh my god, she's another. Uh-huh. She's a She's, gem, yo. She's oh gem. man! Oh, it's it's so wonderful following her. She's such a beautiful person. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to her. Nev, you you have another question? You
2: before we go? Yes, this is my last question. Personal request, Elize, and I have to ask it on camera. You cannot promise me anything. I know this. Nobody knows the future, but I'm asking one request. Closed hands prayers. If you do release that project with YU this year, before the ball drops in New York, would you please try your best to, with you and him to come on this show? YU is one of my favorite MCs of all time.
1: No okay, promises, but to, just trying. <laughs> I'll, I'll rap with him about it. Thank
2: you. That is my one request, because I, two years ago, before the pandemic, I'd be in my office eating my lunch, bumping his before taxes and his the was it the yearn? The, yeah, the urn. No, Listen, um, man, and, and, and yeah, thanks, and Diamond Districts, uh, March on, there is no way two years later, first of all, I was never doing any podcasts, Anything. there's no way that I thought that this would even be possible to be able to sit down and chop it up with him, so the fact that I'm this close in proximity, I cannot <laughs> not <laughs> ask you on the record, okay? God, I, don't I don't stand out
1: what's, what's, on him. We, um... Pick up where
2: we left off. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring it up to him. Yes, thank you. Because he did give me a, a unofficial yes, just for the record, but it right. still has not materialized.
1: He's on, like, oh, as man, long Now he it, it makes sense. He's down. That's yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: sense. That, that, this has been this has been a constant for him. This is one of his dreams. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and i've hit a few i've hit a few since doing these interviews
2: but he's definitely on what is it what it called not bucket list but he's one of, yeah, of them that's a cool
1: cat man he's yeah dope.
2: why are you amazing man he's my no no disrespect to uptown no just dis- i love odyssey too them dudes are not oh the whole group but why are you there's something about him that just hit me differently and i did no way that i thought this would even be possible two years ago, even probably. The fact that you brought his name up so many times in the interview, I'm like, I gotta ask her this before she's Don't. done. So it ain't no promises, <laughs> but I'm just asking you to promise me that you will put the bug in his ear and said, Never powerful impact really requires your presence before there's 12 more variants out here. Thank you. I'm done. I'm
0: I'm gonna say No promises, just just no promises. (laughs) Please promise me you'll try. That's the last. I'll do that. This was dope. I appreciate it. No doubt. Thank you so much for coming on, and I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. I'm going to put all of Elizae's links in the description to her website, to her art. Um. Please support her. I mean, you can't look at her paintings and not just be in awe. You can't listen to her as an MC and not be in awe. Please, please, please support her work um, and make sure that uh, you check her out. Check out her website. Keep up with what she's doing because this lady is going to be doing big things for a long time. And if you, thank you don't, thank you so much for being here. And if and you don't, thank you, thank so, you so, so much for coming on Powerful Impact Now. And if you don't, I'm
2: going to be DMing you unsolicited her music until you listen to it in an all Boom! <laughs> No, us am soliciting y'all. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Any last words, Elizabeth? She did, she did not endorse that or promote that in any way, shape, or form. These are just my views on Powerful Impact, allegedly. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Anything
1: last you want to say? Uh, i am just say shout out to Powerful Impact Podcast. Elize, and you have now been tuned in.
0: There you go. Thank you so much. No internet bullying. Powerful impact. Boom! From the kids. We'll see you on the flip
1: side. Peace. Peace.